This is Gordon Pepper. And even though it's past Halloween, I'm here to tell you a horror story. Once upon a time, there was a pony. And everybody liked the pony. And it uh, was a cute, cuddly pony. It only uh, had three legs, but it was a cute pony. And Mommy said, wait, that's a bad pony. It's dangerous, and it can kill you. But every, all the other children decided, you know what? We're not going to listen, and we're going to play with the pony. And every night, one by one, the children started to disappear until one night there were only two children and a pony left. And Mom turned around and decided one night to spy on the little pony. Except the pony grew fangs and turned into a donkey. And the donkey ate the children. And it was too late. Ha, 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 ha. Man, what's wrong with you? Schweitzer. <laughs> the pony was Sean Spicer? I don't like the this story. The moral of the story is all the cute little ponies sometimes could be real jackasses. <laughs> and they'll eat your children! Okay, we need to sort of get this back to the, the, the normal <laughs> sane, semi-sane variety here. We're going to be talking about a lot of things, including Sean Spicer on dancing, our, <laughs> a lesson of the week on Survivor, some reviews, the Jeopardy Tournament of Champions with Jeopardy Janes. And a woman was one peg away from one million dollars. For real. In For unbe- real. Un- unbelievable. Um, and that happened, and we're going to talk about that. So, And we're, we're going to be sort of sorry to a lot of people. But, uh, Chico... No way. Yeah, well, we are, well, the kind of. Well, you'll okay, see. Sorry, you'll sorry see. not sorry. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. But you'll see. This will, be, this will make perfect sense in a few minutes because from somewhere in America, the 220th edition of the World Strongest Game Show podcast we call WLTI is on. of the World's Strongest Game Show Podcast. I am Jason Block, your strength and conditioning coach here on 83studios.com. I am here with Chigo Alexander, Gordon sup, Pepper, sup. and uh, a little under the weather, but here, because we, we had to switch the program around because she has a lot of tea to spill, Kimberly Dana, how are you? I'm surviving. How are yeah, you guys? <laughs> I, know, I know you are. So... We're just going to let you go and hit the dance floor. Let's do it. All right. So I'm so sorry. My voice is like super spent from this on off crazy weather in SoCal. Um, But we are going to start talking about Dancing with the Stars. I know my favorite thing to discuss. So we're going to start off with Sean and Jenna because... Lindsay couldn't be there this week. Her mother-in-law passed away, so she went home to spend time with some family. 
So, Lindsay, we are so sorry for your loss. Um, Sean danced a jazz to Come Sail Away, and it was, um, well... It was there. It was, a, it was a thing that happened, and I... I, I just think that the judges' commentary was the best part of that dance number. I, I actually have some of the judges' commentary if you want to hear some of it. Of course, I don't have the clip, but I do have uh, what was said on the show. So. If I remember correctly, Len said that we keep trying to throw you off the ship, but the fans keep throwing you the life preserver. Yeah. The other comment was that the, the mermaids have better feet than Sean does, and that, oh, I like Dory, and that Dory from Finding Nemo has a better sense of direction. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Which, is, which, thank you, Bruno. I, I appreciated that Disney reference. Um, there, Disney Light was last month. Disney, Disney was a couple weeks ago, but uh, I still appreciate that reference. Um, so they got a score of 20. Uh, Lauren and Gleb were up next. They did a jive. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. They got a score of 20? 20. 20. 2-0. Which, which means that even though they want him off the show, they're still giving him 6 and 7. Yes. Yes. 2-0. Two, two because if you remember at the beginning of the season, he was getting 11s and 12s. So if they really, really wanted him off the show, they're not going to give him 20. They're going to give him 15, 15, 17. <laughs> remember this point later on. Anyway, keep going. Yes, we are going to keep going because we have Lauren and Gleb, who did a jive to the song Hound Dog, and it was very fun. It was very cute. Sadly, Lauren missed a couple of steps, but... That's okay. They came away with a score, <coughs> excuse me, of 24. Now we have Kellen Whitney doing a salsa to This Is How We Do It and landing the first 10 of the season with a score of 28. Also, in their package, they went to the set of All That. So, for all of you 90s kids, yeah, buddy. There it is. Yeah, buddy. Allie and Sasha did a Casa Doble to Allie's song, Higher. And boy, oh boy, did they go higher. They got the first perfect score of the season, which I personally believe is very well deserved. That was one killer dance from one kick-ass babe. Next up, we had Hannah and Alan doing a quick step to American Girl after we saw in the package she took him home. That was the package. Um, yeah. And they got a score of 29, which, again, well-deserved. I, I think it was a very good quick step. Um, Kate and Pasha did a jive to Heat Wave. And now... This, this dance was actually a tribute to her late sister, and I, I think it was just a, a fun dance, really great, and Kate has come such a long way, and she looks great, just K 
kicking butt, taking names with a score of 24. We also now have James and Emma doing a contemporary to Don't Stop Believing. Now, personally, I did not enjoy this, but that's just me. Um, they got a score of 30. His parents were there. It was very cute. His mother is adorable. I love his family. That is uh, not a secret. I, I think his family is spectacular. They're just... I just can't with them. It's just... They're just so attractive. It's not fair. So, for this evening, we we have this lovely dance-off now where the winner of said dance-off gets two extra points added to their score. So, James and Emma did not uh, do a dance-off because they were the top score of last week, so they automatically had two points added to their score. So, they were safe in all of that jazz. So our first dance-off was Allie and Sasha versus Kel and Whitney doing a jive to Don't Stop Me Now. Um, the judges enjoyed both dances. I enjoyed both dances. But sadly, they had to choose. So first up was Carrie Ann, and she chose Kel. Len chose Allie, and Bruno chose Kel. So the winner was Kel. And I think it was just a lot of fun to watch. Side by side, really great. And it's nice to see just how buddy buddy the two of them are it's it's cool personally i think um the second dance off was kate and pasha versus sean and jenna they did a cha-cha to gonna make you sweat everybody dance now um neither team has done a salsa yet so it was really oh no sorry wrong one um rack of the cha-cha i was i got ahead of myself i got really excited about the third dance because i really enjoyed it um so both have done a cha-cha before Kate did hers in week one, getting all fives, and Sean did his in week three, getting all fives. Um, Kate did really, really well. Sean stood there moving robotically with his hand behind his back, per usual. Um, All of the judges' scores were unanimous, and they all voted for Kate. So Kate was the winner. Um, The third dance, which was my favorite, I like to call it the Battle of the Bells. It was Hannah and Alan versus Lauren and Gleb. Um, They did a salsa to Rhythm's Gonna Get Ya. Neither team has done a salsa yet, and personally, I think it was awesome. Lauren really came out of her shell during the dance. She... Boy, did she bring that booty. I mean... We've we've seen we've seen Hannah shake it, but we've never really seen Lauren come out and just be like, "Hey, girl, hey!" And once once she revved up that booty, she could not stop it. So both teams were really amazing. I don't know how the judges did it, but they were unanimous. They all voted for Hannah, but both teams looked like they had a ton of fun, and it was just delightful to watch. So we're going to move on to the elimination, and our bottom two were Allie and Sasha and Kate and Pasha, which, y'all. Yeah. Y'all. Uh-huh. I, y'all. So that means, and, and in watching it, um, I don't know if I was the only one who rewound it to not just look at, um, <laughs> Jenna, Jenna's face. I need to look at everybody else's face when Sean was the first one announced safe. 
because Jenna's face was amazing. Sean said, wait, that's us? And everyone had this look of, I'm sorry, what? So, sadly, um, the judges once again had to decide between two dancers that did not deserve to be in the bottom. And sadly, Kate went home. And now that we've gotten past that, we're we're going to talk for a moment about Sean staying in the game for a minute. Because previously... Uh, yeah, no. No. So previously, we discussed chaos theory and how it applies to shows of this nature. The more interesting you are, the more votes you're going to get. Correct. Yep. We we all know this. Sadly, that's yep. not what's happening here. I wish it was... Mm, I'm going to agree to disagree, but I'm letting you go first. I wish it was, but it's not. If you go onto Twitter and Instagram and look at the hashtags for Team Sweet and Spicy or just Sean Spicer... <coughs> pardon me, sorry for coughing. Or just look at comments it's essentially a protest and I have because I'm a good girl and do my homework I have tweets right in front of me for this is just hashtag Sean Spicer but it also includes hashtag sweet and spicy this is a tweet from November 4th I don't watch Dancing with the Stars my time is too valuable to waste on any TV show but I can cast 10 votes and I will for Sean Spicer to, po to protest Hashtag ABC, hashtag Disney, targeting visible conservatives for public ridicule to launch each new season. Spicer is a good sport. I hope he wins this popularity contest. We have a bunch of tweets like this, basically stating, I saw another one that says, I'm not, I don't watch Dancing with the Stars, but Spicer gets 20 of my votes. Hashtag Go Pats, hashtag MAGA. Guess he was watching Patriots game that night. You also have the other issue. Wait, here's the other. I have news for you. If you hate that Spicer keeps moving up on Dancing with the Stars, you're going to be real disappointed next November. Hashtag Team Sweet and Spicy. Here's, here's the thing. You have people making statements basically um, saying, well... The leftist judges are being too harsh. Let's stick it to them. Hashtag Team Sweet and Spicy. Hashtag MAGA. Hashtag Trump 2020. I wish I was making this up. And I'm not going to say the Twitter tags because I'm not calling people out. But I am going to call out people who work for the government. Therein lies our other issue that gets entangled into this. Because that's an issue with ethics and a piece of paper that they signed when they started working for the government. Because you have people, you have our lovely Dr. Gina, who I'm not sure if we all know, but Dr. Gina, she loves to be on CNN and all of that other lovely stuff. She is a woman for Trump. She is Dr. Um, I'm sorry, it's Gina Loudon, who is just all over conservative and she's retweeting for everybody for sean spicer you have government uh governor mike huckabee and you have K 
Kaylee, I believe I'm saying her last name correctly, McKenny. She's, sorry, National Press in. Secretary. Thank you. I can't with life right now because I'm sick. So you have <clears throat> press secretaries. You have people working for the government. These aren't celebrities. These are government workers. This is dancing with the stars, not dancing with the politicians. Therein lies your problem with bringing in a politician, not a celebrity. I would love to say that I truly believe this is chaos theory, but there are thousands upon thousands of tweets and comments basically stating it's not. This is stick it to the leftists who didn't want him there anyway. I've also seen the F word being thrown around talking about Len and Bruno and a few other people who have been on the show. It's, it's bad. And therein is the problem with Sean Spicer. It's not Sean Spicer as a person. It's straight up just a protest. You can... Gordon will probably sit there and tell me that I'm wrong until he's blue in the face and tell me that it is chaos theory, but it's a protest. I People have thought about that. I don't think Gordon's going to tell you you're wrong. It's, it's, it's now literally a protest, and this is no longer a game show. This is no longer we're watching celebrities dance. You know what I mean? They're in, this, is, this is a bigger thing. And there are ways to fix this bigger thing in the future. But there really are. Don't bring on politicians. Don't have out voting do the same type of voting you did with Dancing with the Stars Jr. where you just have the audience vote in the ballroom. Only have the public vote for the bottom two and have the judges be the only votes that count until the bottom two happens. Whatever the case may be, but this has gotten nutty. And I may sound like a conspiracy theorist. and that's No, you're not. Um... Totally fine. No. But... You, you don't sound like a conspiratist. You do sound like a liberal. And now I'm actually going to do something that is... Uh, I sound like that a liberal. I'm actually because... going to defend Jason Block here a little bit in terms of republicanism. And, Hold on. And I'm I feel dirty for doing this. Republican or liberal. I'm not putting my politics into this at all. Oh, but you should. But I'm not going And here's to my point. And I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree with you here a little bit. I, I think, first of all, I do think it's part chaos theory. I don't think it's all chaos theory. But voting for someone because you think that they're in trouble and and you think that they need help is the pure definition of chaos theory. So, yes, it is. However, I do agree with you that it's more than just chaos theory. But here's the other thing that I'm thinking, and I'm going to go off at a little bit of a different tangent here. Excuse me. The, first of all, the producers knew exactly what they were doing when they brought in John Spicer. You can't possibly tell me that they didn't. They have all sorts of uh, blueprint plans. Once you saw Bristol Palin, who in my mind is even more connected than John Spicer is. So the second that you saw that Bristol Palin made it into the top three, and I actually told Jason and Chico, and if you guys don't remember, rewind the tape months ago. Uh, I told him John Spicer's going to be in the finals. He's going to be there a long, long way. You guys didn't believe me then. I'm sure you guys believe me now. So that's part one. 
Tim, the one thing I completely agree with you on is uh, it is a popularity contest, but the second you put the audience in there, it turns into a popularity contest. And as a producer, you hope that the audience does the right thing. And if all of America was voting, maybe they do. However, one of the things that Chico pointed out, and he's completely right on this, the ratings of Dancing with the Star stars, though it held their own, is still one of the lowest ranked ones. And if it's one of the lowest ranked ones, that means that a small portion of audience, or in this case, a large portion of audience, and even audiences <coughs> that don't watch the show but want to do the vote for the worst, they can do it and they can control the vote for a long time. Keep in mind that Bobby Bones won the whole thing last season, and he definitely was not the best dancer that was there, not close to it. So you definitely have a, a lot of that going, and I completely agree with you in this way. Uh, Cam, I think it is politically motivated, but I also think that, and I'll agree with you too also, and I'll, I'll add something else that you said, which I agree with. I also think that by not setting it up in such a way, and they thought they did with the bottom two, your problem becomes, what if the popularity is so big on one contestant that they finish in the top two and they never get to the bottom two? And this is, in effect, is what's going to happen. This, again, happened to Bristol Palin, and it happened with Bobby Bones. The one difference is that there was enough of an audience back then that Bristol Palin wound up not winning because, again, with the final three, it almost made it impossible. If Sean Spicer is going to run away with the popular vote, and there's nothing that convinces me otherwise, he will at least finish in the finals, if not win the whole thing. Obviously, the producers have a chance in the finals to pull out some rule out of their butt to automatically eliminate maybe the worst judge's decision, when the, the worst uh, score when you get to the final two, which is, I think, the only way you stop Sean Spicer on this because he's not going to get stopped by, by the popular vote. Not, not at least now, and I agree with you there. Uh, in terms of a vote for the worst factor, yeah, major, majorly in there. Now, I think the one issue, and here's where I'm going to go a little bit Republican here, it's politics, period. It's not just Democrat. It's not just Republican. I find it interesting that the two major people that you have are both Republicans. You really have never had a major Democratic candidate in the game uh, that, that's been that close and that tied up to the president. They have, they have always and, had conservative people on Dancing with the Correct. There is never and the reason being, and, and the reason being, Jay, and I'm going to agree with you here, the reason being is that, again, who votes? Bible Belt. Bible votes. Bible Belt is strongly Republican. It's one of the reasons why an American Idol part of the reason why an American Idol almost every single winner for a very, very long time came from the South and the Southwest. But but they're all South because they vote. Where does Sean Spicer come from? Republicans. Where do they vote? South. It, it's, it's unfortunately it's very easy to figure this out in terms of why this is happening. And I agree with Kim in that. I, I think that you have that and that plus vote for the worst Plus, the producers not creating any sort of safe mechanism to remove that is screams pure chaos theory. So it is definitely chaos theory, but it is also very drapered with um, popularity contests this time around. And maybe as even an anti-liberal voting slant. And, and again, you got to remember something. This isn't about 
who to get rid of. You're never voting to eliminate somebody. You're always voting to keep someone in. So it doesn't matter how many Democrats vote because you're never unless the rest of the Democrats vote and split for everybody else. And we know that's never going to happen. You can't get rid of Spicer that way. You can't outvote him, even from California, because, again, you're not voting to eliminate. You're voting to keep. So then the question stands, how do we avoid this the next time? Because there's no uh, whatever where we stand now, we stand now, whatever happens, happens. We know that we we know pretty much what's going to happen is going to happen, whatever the case may be. People going to be pissed. People going to be happy. Whatever. They wanted to avoid a Bobby Mm -hmm. Bones situation. Correct? We we wanted to avoid the Bobby Bones thing. So now we want to avoid the Sean Mm -hmm. Spicer thing. Because this is this is a whole... Alright, I need one more thing and then I'm going. We we do have to admit that this is a whole new monster of a thing. It's it's, it's taken on a different... It's very different than the Bobby Bones situation. It's taken on a whole monster of its own so how do we avoid this type of monster i can tell you it you don't okay here's excuse me here is the way the sausage is made it is the same exact thing like big brother big brother wants the same type of casting they want the angry black person the gay person the dumb person they want their story uh, 2001 flushes okay i'm sorry thank you okay they want their certain type of thing. In Dancing with the Stars, if this was not successful, they wouldn't have this. They have their same things. They have their old TV stars, their Disney Synergy, they have their YouTuber, they have their Bachelor, and they have their Republican political operative. If they want to stop it, they don't cast them. Otherwise, it's impossible to stop it. That's the truth. And ABC wants this. ABC wants this because we, because it gets the people involved even though they don't watch the show. Seth, it's the truth. I, I, ABC, it it's is. Like ABC wants the ratings and here's the, here's the ultimate irony. Guess who's getting trounced in the ratings by The Voice and 911, especially in the uh, Target demo. Dancing. Yep. So, I mean, and again, the thing is that dance, Dancing with the Stars, so there's a famous quote, I believe, that says, uh, that Howard Hughes once said, um, something to the effect of, all publicity is good publicity as long as you spell my name. Okay? And Dancing with the Stars, right now, is getting a lot of press. Now, now Kim, I think you may be correct in the fact that we have gotten to the top of the mountain before the roller coaster starts to go down, if you understand what I mean, to that yep. po- to the point where, you know, um, and I also believe, if I may put a little silver tinfoil hat on, go for it. This is November, there is November sweep that they're going to try and keep Spicer on maybe another one or two weeks here and there. You know, something to that effect. Just enough for November sweeps, ad buys, and all well, that Spice stuff. Well, Spice is getting to the end. Don't don't even try to illusion yourself. Oh, really? Spice is getting to the end. Okay, fine. But he, has, he has Trump tweeting out to vote for him. He's getting to the end. Okay. But like, was, I'm not sure he wins, because the producers can certainly say, lowest score by the judges is out, and now it's up to you, America, for the final two. 
And if I am the producers, that is exactly what I do. And maybe people will whine and moan and stuff like that. But hey, guess what? That is how you stop Sean Spicer or Bobby Bones or whatever. Because well, the judges' votes need to mean something. If you're asking me, <clears throat> if you're asking me, how do you stop this? Judges' votes must mean more than the popular vote, at least until the finals. It, but again, the judges will vote in the final too. You can have you can have Sean Spicer get to the finals that way, because if it's Sean Spicer is going to be number one popularity, you're never going to get him out of there bottom two. So you should you could do what you did in terms of American Idol or or even The Voice, whereas the lowest score is out regardless of what the audience does. That's how you fix that problem. Yeah. You know, there, but there's that. Uh, but again, we'll see, we'll see how far he goes, and, and uh, we'll see who's in trouble next. But uh, Kim, uh, are you... Are you going to stay with us? Or are you going to? I I may I may stick around for a bit. All right, um, then you okay. know. You, shall we go to the island, or shall we talk? Uh, about- well, well, Jason, Jason, Jason. I know you were looking for a vacation, but we have a an event to talk about. Oh yeah. And it's yes. not just it's not just the event that happens all this week. It was an event that happened on. Friday, and you were actually monitoring the live stream about it. Ah, uh, yes. And this was basically the creme de la creme of, of Hollywood game show Cabal was coming out on Hollywood Boulevard to honor one of their own because Harry Friedman got his star. Yes, he did on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, Alex was there, Pat and Vanna was there, a longtime producer, Vin DeBona, was there. Uh, Peter Marshall was there. A bunch of. Bergeron. I'm sorry. Bergeron. Don Bergeron was there. Bob Bowden was there. Um, anybody who has worked with Harry over the last almost 50 years now, right? Almost 50. Uh-huh. Almost uh huh. Almost 50. You know, almost 50 uh, was involved with this sort. You know, with the stuff, and uh, it was a very nice ceremony. It was. There were some really good speeches. And and Alex was there, and he looked good. He looked good. Thank God. Um, so yes, and congratulations to him on the, getting the Hollywood star. Very good stuff. Very good stuff indeed. I actually have a line here, and this has to do with uh, basically what Harry was going through in let's just say the first, the, either the end of the first act or the beginning of the second act of his career. When we went on the air, oh wait, this is from Pat Sajak. When we went on the air in 83, there were three networks and that was it. No Fox, no streaming, no cell phones, no nothing. It's as different as night and day now, but we continue to succeed and we continue to prevail. We had kept on the same trajectory, and no doubt we'd be talking about wheel in the past tense. But Harry has a way of keeping things fresh. True. And And that's basically what he built his career upon was... Keeping things fresh, and, and in the back and, of and, and he's been involved with a ton of shows and put his hand in a lot of them. But congratulations to, to him on his, on that incredible achievement. Really good stuff. Um, yep. But the achievement we really want to talk about is the Jeopardy Tournament of Champions. Eee! Um. Yeah. Uh, okay. Imagine if you will, fourteen of the greatest people to play the game. Being upstaged by James Holzhauer. No, 
he would okay. But, James, here, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. Given what he did tonight, I think he is the man to beat. But I'm looking at the t- I'm looking at the tournament so far, and I love the players. I, I I've met like half of the field. I have respect for each and every one of them. But the play upsets me. I am upset, and I don't get upset. You know, I'm usually this Shaggy Rogers, uh, almost Chico. humanly chill person. Chico, yes. what? Chico. Uh huh. You know, I love you, right? Yeah. Okay. For you to think anyone except James Holzhauer is the favorite on this, and for you to even think that anyone is on even playing ground or close to even playing ground on James Holzhauer. You're delusional. That now, granted, I've seen only nine people. Okay, right, but but here's delusional. Yeah. The Nile is not a river in Egypt. Egypt. <laughs> James Holzhauer is really going to have to have a terrible, and I mean a terrible day for him not to remotely be close in terms of him not dominating this field. Are you saying that? What I said, he is the man to beat, is wrong. What you said before that, when you were saying, I have my doubts, and it only no, took me said, until today to said, realize that, is wrong. Yes. I never, I never yes, said yes, yes, I yes, have yes. my doubts. For you not to realize that until now, yes, you're wrong. Okay, yo, I never, I never said that he wasn't the man to beat. Check the tape. I did say, however, after I, I said, however, you know, anybody could beat him. And then I saw no. him play this. Uh, then I saw him play tonight. Yeah, he is the guy to beat right now. But, however, Gordon and Chico, I want to compliment the Jeopardy trivia writers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. okay. Because, I mean, because they channeled. Evil Gordon, the Dark Cloud. Okay. Oh, they sure did. Okay. Like, we knew you were. We yeah. Uh, we on, knew. Let me let, let me set let me set this up. So, as I'm watching Monday night, and as we're all watching Monday night, they the players, including Anika Garcia, Mr. Gilbert Collins, and others, decided to try and play the James Holzhauer method. The writer said, "Ah, uh-uh, wrong." Because they upped the difficulty probably two or three times in some of the questions. And I did, I got a few of them, but they were harder. And I, I, I compliment Harry and the writers for saying, you know what? We're not playing that crap. You're going to play it. We're going to see what you're going to do. You know, love it. Okay. Yeah, it's like Harry's like, you think you think you've got this figured out? You think you're just gonna hold Harry your way to the quarter billion? I got you. I got you. I see you. I see you. Okay, a little BS big show action. But let's see. Who, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So uh, but our, here... our our three winners so far are Gilbert Collins. Yep. Uh, Drov. Drovgar. And of course, the aforementioned James Holzhauer, who won Wednesday's game. Now, going to uh, Monday, we had Gilbert Collins play Annika Garcia playing Kyle Jones. Again, 
I'm I'm gonna try and remain as neutral as I can, having no having known two of the people and thinking the third is I don't know him, but I'm sure he's a nice fella. But uh, yeah, I've seen Kyle Jones play five games up close. One of them, I was actually party yeah. of the third part. Right, exactly. He did not play like that, and I and I want to say. That's probably one of the reasons why he lost. He was busy playing the whole tower game. He should have been playing his own game. And see, that's the thing. A lot of the players, um, Gordon, I think James Holzhauer has gotten into the players' heads in a bad way. Rent free. Rent free. Oh, I, I completely, I completely agree with you. But I also completely agree with Tiku and Jay that yes. that the producers were ready for this. Yes. yes. And, and the producers were absolutely ready, and they said, we're not going to let you play up and down. You play down and up, you're, you're going to be in trouble. And part of that is they're sticking the daily doubles in the middle, if not the top, as far as they can do. There's been at least one of them that's been in the $400 level. No, and no, that's no, the way of saying, you're going to go down and up. 800, not four. Never on four, always on eight. eight well, eight. there's one that was on four. Right, oh, yeah, was... eight, but level, level two. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yes, you're correct. But let's preview the matches for Thursday and Friday, Chico. Uh, we'll do, and I have them right here. Thursday night on the big show, we have... Scroll too far. Uh, Thursday, Eric R. Bax, Emma Betcher, and Josh Hill. Josh Hill is perhaps a, a fierce player. He is absolutely fierce. Emma Betcher, she won she won the she won the game that everybody was talking about leading up to this. The game that finally beat up uh James Holzhauer. And then you have Eric Garbax, which has pretty much been slow playing his run, I think. Alright, and what's and what's Friday? Friday is Francois Barkham, Ryan Fenster, and Stephen Grade. And 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 Francois is playing in place of Larry Martin. Yes. Who, oh, and also, kudos to the Jeopardy producers who are donating five thousand dollars to the charity of Larry Martin's widow, which they announced on Tuesday. Uh, yes, very class move. But uh, I expect nothing less. Right, and they also. Um, there is also a, I, ha, I have this, which is really kind of awesome. There was a, um, there was a, uh, a, uh, sorry, the, um, the fact that the, um, I, I am so sorry here. Here we are. Um, the, uh, Avi Gupta, who was the $100,000 teen tournament winner. Wrote a check for ten thousand three fourteen to the Oregon Health Science and University Night Cancer Institute. Yes, which I think is awesome. And um, as we all know, next Thursday and Friday we will also talk about it next week as well. If you play along, and the questions you get right, um, there is a a play along for pan pancreatic cancer research as well on the fourteenth and fifteenth. So. 
Um, but I, I have to say, again, Jeopardy has done very well with this, and I like the fact that they are making it really hard because it is the Tournament of Champions. So, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you are supposed to do, and it is a beautiful thing to behold. This is why, you know, Jeopardy's Tournament of Champions is always a good watch. Even if I get upset at people not playing their own game, which, by the way, you have to be true to yourself, which is good life advice, mm-hmm. instead of playing somebody else's game. Just a little, just a little nugget from me to you. So speaking of playing their own game, some people got you, c- caught playing their own game on the island, and now you want now let's go to the island. Yeah. So uh, now this was a a bat guano episode of Survivor. So we go back to the, after Elaine blocks Jason's vote, and the Volkai feel betrayed because of what happened. Jamal is alienating camp because Kelly wanted to help start the fire, and he's like, no, let me do it this way, no, let me do it this way. So, we've the boat, we're going on a boat to the island of the idols, and Janet's going, okay? She, he, she meets Rob and Sandra. So, the lesson is calculated risk, okay? So, Janet is offered to play a game. If she plays a game, she gets uh, a safety without power advantage. She can't vote or be voted out of one of the tribal councils up to seven people left. If she loses, she loses votes at, at the next tribal council. And she does something that no many, no survivor player has done this season yet. Use their brain. Wow. She says no. She says no because it's like, she's like, if I leave out of there, I'm the target's going to be on my back. Nope, I'm not doing it. So she goes back, and as the boat goes by to the island, they, they wave, the, 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 her campmates wave to her, and she flashes her boobs. <laughs> and yeah. keeps the secret of the idol. So Again, because it's classy. Yes. Um, be, so the immunity challenge, you have to toss your coconuts into a basket, which weighted down will drop the lever for some puzzle pieces and solve the puzzle and wins immunity. Vokai won by one piece. Lyra was there, but, you know, uh, not so much there. So Lyra is like, we want Dean out, we want Dean out. Kelly is like, look, Kelly Kelly is putting into a machinations, and I'm like, when we saw this, my dad and I were like, are you crazy? So Kelly's like, I have an idol that's going to be not use, you know, I, what is it? Two tribal councils left, right? What was it? Two tribal councils right. left? She's like, I'm giving the idol to Dean. Yeah, I, I actually think this was the last tribal council that she could use that idol. It was either this one or, or something to that effect. Okay. I thought it was two. Okay. But even so, it was, cl- it was close to the end. Okay. So we go to tribal council. And remember we had the last week we had the conversation on race? That I wasn't necessarily a fan of. This conversation, uh-huh. this conversation, I was a fan of. Okay, because Jamal was assuming that there was a female alliance, and Elaine, which for a while there was, but that's either here nor there. Right, and Elaine and Kelly say say, for lack of a better term, just because we have boobs 
means that we're just going to hang together? You know? Just, and, we're, we're just including gonna... the ones that were flat. I'm sorry? Including the ones that were flash. Yes, including the ones that were flash, right. Um, it's like... Are, are we just are we that shallow that we're just going to hang? Why don't we treat each other as people? And I was like, wow, okay, very interesting. It was a very it was a very interesting tribal play. So, so what happens is is that we get the votes, and Jeff asked that all important question: Does anyone have a hidden immunity idol? Okay. Uh, Jay, you, you skipped something that I think is really important here. Okay, go ahead. All right, now keep in mind, while they're doing this, you actually had a little bit of a paranoia play earlier on, right before Tribal Council, where the thought of a female alliance did show up, and then in a little bit of a counterplay, and keep this in mind, you had, and I'm forgetting who, went over to Jamal and said, you know what? Nor is going to be on the block. We're, we're thinking about that we're voting for Dean, but Dean's got an idol, and so therefore there's going to be a secondary play to Nora. And the person that this is told to is Jamal. Keep that in mind. Jay, continue. Right. So then Dean plays his idol on himself. Jamal says, wait a minute. I got something for you. I'm playing it for Nora. So then we get Dean, 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 eh, times five, right? Right. Jack, Jack. Jack gets blindsided, first member of the jury. The only people who voted for Jack were Dean and Nora, by the way. And next week, it's merge time. But, so, Gordon, what did you think of this week's particular episode? Um, I got to see it very, very quickly um, on, a, on a live cast. I thought it was really done. I thought it was well edited. And, and I thought most of the players are good. And the other interesting thing is that not only did they flush out one idol, they flushed out two. Yep. Uh-huh. So, this is going to be, again, this is going to be fun. This is going to be interesting. And if there is a merge, and I'm not convinced there is, but if there is going to be a merge next episode, a lot of people are on a lot more even ground now than they were before the episode. Well, they showed the merge. I saw it. Yeah, man. There's going to be there. Surprise sometimes has a way of baiting in terms of merges. If you remember season seven, where everybody got to be at the same camp, but they were still competing as two tribes. Mm, okay, I, I, it looks like it's going to be much. We'll see. So, I'm sorry, not season seven, season five. I apologize. Okay. I know, it's, it was the Thailand season. I remember that. Mm -hmm. It was. So, so and, until, I, until I see the new tribe, anything can happen. But okay. yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It is. Uh, because, because people are starting to play and start to use their brains a little bit. Okay. Um. But, so, it's time to get some brutally honest, uh, some opinions here. That two shows that debuted this week, and, and my father and I have actually watched both. Uh, ah, good. Okay. Uh, I'd like, I, I like to hear what he thinks first, but let's, let's go to CMT first, because we have the Nashville Squares, which is the next installment of the long and storied franchise that is the Hollywood Squares, and... 
to say that it is more of the same would be an understatement. To recall, the objects of the game is to get three stars in a row, either across, up, and down, or diagonally. You have to determine if the answers our stars are giving are correct, or if they're making them up. That's how you get the square. And if you don't know that by now, you're listening to the wrong podcast. Pretty much. And, of course, you have celebrities playing for fans who are playing for, you know, prizes and a brand new Jeep Compass. Okay, Which is awesome. Which is awesome. Okay. Yes. Um, the, so, host, uh, uh, the host is Bob Saget. Okay. Who um, isn't, isn't terrible. I mean, he, he, he knows his role as ringmaster and, uh, ca- and caveat conduit. And, yeah. And all, all of the panelists, uh, there's basically a mishmash of country stars, comedians, and your perennial game show celebrities of the 21st century. Pretty much. And, and again, what this is... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have to preface this because Jason and I actually talked about this on on, the, on over the weekend after we saw this. Yeah. Jason's going to say something... Uh, it's basically what my thought is, but I can't say it. He can, I can. but I can't. I can because... So, because... so, Jason, please say what I'm going to say. Yeah, it's hip-hop squares for white people. That's exactly... There you go. Okay, and, and, and I mean that in the exact same way. It's the exact same format, pretty much the exact same set, pretty much the exact same... No, it is, it is indeed a redress wait, set. Wait, wait, wait. So what you're telling me is that People that aren't white don't listen to country music? Really? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... No, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, before Gordon Pepper goes putting words in my mouth. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just... just you, you put the words in your own mouth. I, I'm I, 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 I am just saying it is a whiter version of Hip Hop Squares. That's all it is. Okay? It, it's just it. Version of hip hop squares, but and I'm not gonna, I'm not going in that direction. I'm just gonna say, if you like hip hop squares, if you're a music fan, you will like this show, and I do. And it really doesn't matter to me what the genre is. It's still fun seeing celebrities being silly. I like the format that they're using with contestants playing for celebrities, which allows them to be fun and have fun with it because then you don't have to worry about the contestants as much. I, I like it. Sorry, uh, I'll give it a B. Solid. Um, honestly, I, I don't like it as much as you. I never liked Hip Hop Squares, nor do I like this. The game is, the game is secondary to me, okay? The game is secondary to me. It's all about the celebrities. It, 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 uh, and those, you know, those interstitial little mini contests break up the format. Bob Saget is okay. He's not great. It's a C for me. Um, I know Chico is off heads. Well, um, I'm back. Okay. So what's your grade? Cause I, I gave it a C because it's just, I, again, there's nothing wrong with the game. It's a really good game. It's just that I've, we've seen it already. So it, on that, it's going to be, uh, a, a C plus for me. Okay. Uh, next one is the new musical talent show called America's Most Musical Family, hosted by Nick Lachey, judged by Sierra De- De- Dobrik, Dave Dobrik, I think it is. David name. Dobrik and Debbie Gibson. Gibson are the judges. Five, and, musical, and... five musical families compete a week. Two, three are 
Um, uh, we are nominated for uh, two advance in the next round by the judges, and, and then the and audience, the, and then the audience in the room, in the room, in the room, votes determines, on. Yeah, votes on uh, the who goes to the semifinals. The winner gets two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in a recording contract. Correct, I believe. Right. Okay. Correct. Um. Okay. The show's pacing is terrible. Number one. Yes. Okay. Um, number two, there is so much that you could tell who, who is going to advance because of the packaging and the editing. Okay. Uh huh. Um, and this show could have been a half hour easily if they did it right. Yes. It's stretched. Okay. It is drag. It is very draggy. Yes. It's a draggy show. Uh, th- and the thing about it is the people on this show, the, uh, acts on this show are actually really good. The problem is that we've seen this sort of thing before. In fact, one group, which was one more, yeah. who are the four, the four sons of uh, Boyce to Men's Wanye Morris. Do they have a deal already? They do not have a deal already. Okay. But here's the thing. They sound exactly like their father. Duh. Okay. So, Gordon, what did How you did think? I'm sorry? How exactly is them sounding like their father's a negative thing? It's not a negative thing. I just think it's sort of weird. Would you rather them sound like some other band? I'd rather them sound like themselves, but that's just me. So well, what it, well, I sound just like my dad. Mm-hmm. Just me. But uh, what? What? So, uh, um, but what? Okay. What did you think of the show? I liked it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm okay. I'm asking Gordon first. Oh, okay. Well, if you take this format, and I don't know if Kim's still on or not. But, Kim, no. if you take this one, this is what I would put on Dancing with the Stars, and that solves your Sean Spicer problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not going to be as harsh on it as you guys are. Um, I, think there, I think we've seen it before, and I do agree that we've seen it done better, but this isn't horrible. The talent here is actually really good. Uh, I think everything else is a little bit worse than what you've generically seen. Nick Lachey, I think, is okay. Um, I don't think there is anything wrong with him, but he can't carry the show. The talent does. But fortunately, the talent's really good. Judging, the judges have been there before. You've seen that they've been there before. This isn't a bad show. It's maybe not the best talent show I've ever seen. But if I had a choice between watching this and something else, I probably would watch this. B-minus. B-minus is the exact grade here. Um, What I like about it is, is that it is middle of the road. It doesn't try to be to do anything else, okay? Because it's on Nickelodeon, they can't be too harsh. They cannot, you you understand what I mean? They have to be in the middle. And that's okay. So B-minus is there. It's not the worst thing on the the air. It's okay. B-minus. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a B minus for me. Uh, if I, if there was something between a B minus and a B, I'd give it to that, but it's a B minus because, again, really good show brought down by the pacing of fitting a whole lot of stuff into an hour. I do agree with Chico on that, by the way. What? Pacing not very good. Yeah. 
And granted, it's a Nickelodeon show, but you definitely could have crammed one or two more acts in there. Yeah, yeah, could have. Just yeah, saying. I, I mean, you didn't need to know about family nicknames or what your favorite pizza topping is. You let's see what they can do. You know what I mean? That's uh huh. That that's the thing. Actually, I didn't mind. I didn't mind the pizza topping and stuff, but but you could have quick played it and still kept that in there and still added more. Yeah, agreed. Indeed. And there were so many commercials. I mean, they. It felt like there was more commercials than actual gameplay. Yeah. Welcome to TV in 2019, my friend. Well, no, but there are some shows that you can feel that there is gameplay. But it, it yeah. felt like 50-50. Okay. That's all. Um, so, oh, man. Um, so, let's go over to Drew's Diner, where the prizes are served up hot and juicy. Nice. Uh, Drew, the question uh, is, is anybody buying them? Uh, well, it's not the buying of them. It is, um, we, we actually had two things. Uh, we had a family edition of Let's Make a Deal, which I thought, would, you know, which I'm going to add a little yep. bit to, to the show. Yeah, go, yeah, you can go ahead and add it. I, uh, I don't mind. Uh, where you had families compete for deals. You had the yearly bobbing for apples bit, which was great. Um, you had, um... You had a, you know, some fun prize doors. Uh, you, the kids were there. You had a very good spot the difference game, which was fun. Uh, that was that was cool. I like that a lot, by the way. What is that? And actually, I think let's make a deal should do. I really like the spot the difference game, and I think let's make a deal should be doing more of that stuff. Yes, I agree. That was that was really that was really good. Um, it was a, really you, good. You had a marshmallow tree. You had a fun ghost story bit, um, and uh, you sort of had a variation of cash and prizes with a ghost. Um, and the family won uh, the big uh, a um, uh, Tyshawn, Saran, Sarai, and Ron won a twenty-two thousand seven hundred thirty-eight dollar big deal, which included a trip to Scotland uh, at the Knock Castle Hotel and ten thousand dollars in cash, including a ghost tour of Edinburgh. It was it was really well done. It, it was, was really. You want to talk about really well done? Let's go to the prices, right? Where they actually not only did they dress the set as a '50s diner, they also incorporated some of the uh, old school cues, some of the old school music. They went all out on this. They had dancers, dancers on the prices, right? Can you believe that? Well, yes, because a lot of other prices writers actually have dancing. Um, you also had a, an attempt to give away. Um, oh man, an attempt to give away a fifth, a, a restored '57 Bel Air, or is it '56? I forget. It's a '56 Chevy Bel Air sedan worth twenty thousand. Okay, hold yeah. on a second. I'll take that. Okay, so yeah, it was worth twenty thousand. It was in the grocery game, but the lady was four cents over, which was really a shame there. Uh, and uh, we had half off; that was a loss. A uh, side by side twin motorcycle, which was a loss. On in side by side uh, bargain game, we had retro clothing. And a, a retro clothing and an iMac Pro, which is a little bit um, an anachronistic, but whatever. 
that was a win. And so was uh, win a trip to Hawaii, which was also a win. And we also had a Chevy Impala, which isn't from the 50s, but could definitely pass for a car in the 50s. That was lost to gas money. And in the end, we had Shelby. Let me get the last name here. We had Shelby TM win a set of Tom Ford Ray and Ray-Ban sunglasses, a turntable with LPs, and a VW Jetta. All in all, she takes away 23301 So, more or less, your standard special prices Right episode, which had a lot of flash, but not a lot of wins. But That's will, okay. But I will say this. I loved the set. The, the, the grocery game was painful. Painful. To you use, yeah, you lost cents. by four cents. Four cents for a 56 Bel Air. Oh, but that was not as painful as what happened on Wheel on Friday. I am I'm grabbing the clip right now. Oh, you have it. I do have it. I'm pulling it from the show thread right now. Thanks, Carl. Okay. Okay. So, set it up while I get it, okay? Okay. Um, so, it is Karen Jansen from San Diego. She wins $24,490 in cash and prizes, including... Um, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, twenty-four thousand in cash and prizes. Okay, she get wins the million-dollar wedge. She lands on the E in Americas, uh, C in Americas, and she's picking. What are you doing? And this clip is from Sony Picture Studios. Chico, hit it, please. You got to be kidding. That's a million. Who would give a million? Oh, that's us. Yeah. Hey, congratulations. Uh, she has almost 25000 I'm going to take that from you. We have taken the $100,000 space off the wheel and replaced it with the million-dollar space. It's out there somewhere. Give it a spin. All right. I will leave this here. You'll grab that. Very much, and then you'll come with me, and we'll hope for the best here, huh? Okay, right here. There you go. All right, you chose what are you doing? R S T L N E. Obviously, audience, we ask you to be very quiet during this. Very important, this young lady. Three more consonants, one more vowel. P. To what? G. To. H. And a vowel. O. Well, let's see what we get out of that. Well, there's a there's an important clue. Maybe you can do this. What are you doing? That's the cat. Well, hang on. <laughs> Jump building some tension. Ten seconds. Good luck. Go. Watching a video. That oh did it. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Well, it's not the million, I can tell you that. It is $37,000. Congratulations. Karen, here's a windfall of cash, $37,000. Now, two things to tell you. First of all, she's won $61,940. This one I kind of hate to do, but you can, come out, you can walk over with me. Uh, this is where you landed. This was the million next door. 
Yeah. Wow. I know. And I don't mean to detract from what you did. It just shows you how agonizingly close that was. But you had a great night. Congratulations. One peg away. No, yeah. it was more like one wedge because she landed. Oh, it was two, all right, two pegs away. It was two yeah. pegs away. She needs oh. to eat her Wheaties. What? She needs to eat her Wheaties. I, I, you know, I don't know what's more painful, losing the million or not hitting the million and getting that close. Oh, my God. Hey, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, she is 37000 Money's money. Money is I mean, that was the – and, Gordon, we had the best week of the year so far on wheel with that one, three hundred forty grand. That was a big week for them. Good stuff. It was a very nice week for them. Now, of course, if it was two more wedges, it would have been 1.3 whatever million grand. Yeah, it, it would have been one million. Yeah, it, it would have been about 1.2. It would have been a lot. It would have been a lot, and we would have had our fourth millionaire in the first since 2014. But, oh, but but again, great week. And by the way, uh, this week, uh, we'll talk about it. They are saluting veterans on wheel. So, and again, good stuff. We'll talk about that. But... Uh, we need to, we need to fire up the chopper, don't we, Chico? Yes, we do. And plus, because it is tournament week, we are getting we are channeling our inner Trebek and basically saying, "No, you're wrong, and this is why you're wrong, and here's how you could be a little less wrong with a game that we like to call." Ooh, no, sorry. That's coming up right after the break with Gordon Pepper and Jason Block and Kimberly Donna. My name is Chico Alexander. Six and with A3 Studios, your home for We Love Twitter Up. You give us 22 minutes. And we will give you 22 destinations where we're going to be sending Sean Spicer after he wins dancing with the stars. Abu Dhabi? Uh, no Man's Island. Zonk Island? Maralabo. <laughs> well, but- Trotolandia. Oh, Trotol. That's right, Trotolandia. Oh, Trotolandia. Yeah. That's a good. Hey, that's, hey, it's a blast from the last. We miss you, Guillermo Wesca. So we'll, we'll be back right after this. Vision has been brought to you by Podge. People against hard Jeopardy questions. <laughs> because if you don't really answer, it makes you feel inferior. And we never want to make anyone feel inferior. Everyone should be the same, feel the same, and should have the same knowledge. Because everyone gets an Alex Trebek shaped cookie. That is Podge. People against hard Jeopardy questions. We should just ban the Tournament of Champions for all. It's bite mental equality tongue. for everyone. Yes, you bite, bite your tongue yeah, right bite now. Your t- yes. <laughs> 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 yeah. Evil. Evil. But we do need you, kid, because we need some five words to get our things going. Because we got a lot of stuff, not a lot of time. So let's go. Roll that beautiful brain footage. From the four corners of the globe to your frontal lobe, this is WLTI Brain Vision News with Chico Alexander. 
Gordon Pepper, and the award-winning Brain Vision News team. Thank you very much, Doug Morris. As always, you can follow Doug Morris on all social media at Doug Morris Games at Rock 104, Rock Tracks, and Attracts Productions. And if you are in the pipe belt, you can listen to Doug Morris every single Sunday on Rock Tracks with Doug Morris on Rock 104, 104.5 WXRR, 104.5 on your FM dial. And of course, he's also on the Radio.com app. Okay, there are just some there are just some weeks where you need a bat, some weeks where you need a wicket. Uh, Jason, I'm going to need everything you got. All right, huge bat rack. Let's go. Okay, okay, we're going to start off with some news that came over the wire today. Uh, remember last week we plugged that a league of their own was coming to America thanks to one James Corden. Well, the show, we have more details about that. The show is going to be called Game On and it is going to be hosted by Keegan-Michael Key with, oh, team captains Venus Williams and Rob Gronkowski. Yay. Gronk-spash? Gronk-hungry? Gronk on Fox Sports. He's busy. But, um... So is Michael Strahan, your point? True. Um, I also have a... A a bat with glitter and the... Glitter in the shape of the Union Jack, actually. Oh, yes, because uh, BBC has just re-upped uh, RuPaul's Drag Race UK for season two, before season one has even finished airing. Cor- not, yeah, exactly. If you've seen the readings, not a surprise. Nope. No, and, uh, I ju- and uh, I'll just read you the quote, which is <laughs> incredible. He goes... I want to thank the BBC and all our fans for their overwhelming support of RuPaul's Drag Race UK, Emmy-winning host and producer RuPaul said of the renewal in a statement. This season's squeeze proved Britain's got charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Just think about that for a moment, folks. And I want to see more. Here's to another season of love, laughter, and light. So Love it. So there's that. What's next? Uh, well, next you already is, know my opinion. I think it's better than the U.S. version. I so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, very well played. Ne- next up is uh, Yvette Nicole Brown has signed on to host The Big Fib for Disney+. Plus. Uh, that's 30 episodes from the sh- of the show based on the popular Gen Z media podcast, Pants on Fire. What's going to happen is... Two grown-ups claim to be experts on a topic, and one of them is lying. It's up to the kid contestants to try and figure out which one is telling the big fib. Described as big... Basically, it's a a kid's version of to tell the truth. Basically. That's fine. As long as, you know, as long as a certain company gets credit, you know. Well, yeah. Fremantle's right there, you know? Yeah, I know. They gave you, like, five different hit shows. They can take them away. Yeah, I know. Next one. Uh, Next one is... Oh, I love this one. Who is a fan of Hot Ones on YouTube? I am. I've actually seen it. It's fun. Yeah, well, uh, True TV and Sean Evans are bringing Hot Ones to uh, the television with Hot Ones The Game Show. Teams of two, phase three rounds, 
making as much cash as they can to to compete for the grand prize, which there will be quizzed on pop culture trivia while chowing down on wings slathered in sauces meant to bring on the sweat. Now, I actually thought about uh, doing this show while eating a plate of hot wings, but unfortunately, we didn't have the time to get them, so maybe next week. (coughs) That's next one. Um, What's this bear-shaped bat? Oh, well, Discovery has greenlit Man vs. Bear. <laughs> oh, I have so many things I'm thinking, but it's not having to do with animals. But go on. So, three grizzlies, all free rage captive bears, some of them with entertainment experiences, will take on human competitors at a Utah sanctuary and challenges designed around the exercise routines the animals regularly follow, including a game of tug-of-war or rolling giant logs. Does anybody care that there are bears? Why? Because content is king in 2019. Apparently. Apparently. Speaking of content, I'm sure we have a lot of content over the next week, don't we? Uh, yeah. No, oh, no, don't, no, you got more. Don't you? Oh, you, you oh, wait a minute. Uh, you have the James Carden one. You talked about it, right? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Gordon, may I read the uh, date book? Yeah, well, it's more of like a date encyclopedia, but sure. Yeah, I know. Uh, Thursday continues um, Wheel Veterans Week, as we discussed, the Tournament of Champions, and Feud Steve Favorite Families Week. Is that sort of like bringing some families back for... Uh, Yes, in in fact, a friend of the podcast, Kate Harris, uh, she and her family came back and won $40,000. $20,000 of it was from the PCH Prize Patrol. Nice, okay. Uh, Friday is the Great British Baking Show. Holidays on Netflix. Sunday is the Worst Cooks in America Thanksgiving Redemption. Monday starts the the semifinals of the Tournament of Champions. And Tuesday, Disney Plus launches. And the season premiere. Shut up and take my money. And um, Chop Junior is the season premiere on food. So let's talk about Dad Apto. Okay, so Matt Eisman's got questions. Does he really? Uh, yes, he's actually going to be hosting a new podcast slash trivia show. It's it's cre- created and produced by uh, our good friends at Keller Knoll. That, uh, of course, would be uh, Cleve Keller and Dave Knoll, who produced Chop and Dinner Takes All. Of course, yes. Right. Gordon, the tea's great, right? Tea is awesome. Mm. Go ahead. Tea's incredible. Uh, That's going to show up in 2020, where fine podcasts can be listened to. Mm -hmm. So, that's a smart move. That's that's incredibly smart. Gordon, uh, oh, and on, on the uh, on the podcast uh, on the on the app schedule is Friends Giving trivia on Swagbucks Live uh, right before Thanksgiving, so something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. So that's smart, Gordon. What's not? <clears throat> well, I would usually do my "Are you smarter than Donald Trump?" where maybe Sean Spicer supporters or 
Whatever, but no, we're, we're not going to do that this time around. Are you smarter than certain members of the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, boy. Oh, wait. Oh. Uh, yeah. I, uh... Well, no, I, I have a member of the Cleveland Browns I could add to it, too. Hey, you, sure. do, you Okay, you do the Cowboys, you do the Cleveland Browns, and I have one myself. Well, okay. The, uh, Gordon, uh, the Cowboys player, I think... Daniel Ross, that's the guy who you're talking about, right, Chief, uh, Gordon? That is the guy I'm talking about, yes. Yeah, he was the guy who was arrested in charges of possession of marijuana and unlawful carrying of a weapon. So, but you know what? That's not as bad as uh, the Cleveland Browns safety who got canned whose name is Jermaine Whitehead, okay, who basically sent threatening and violent tweets to media personalities and fans after their loss to the Broncos. Oops. Uh-huh. Well, okay, who you got? Who I got? This came over This came over the wire today. Uh, Tip Harris, who is a... Regular on Hip Hop Squares. Oh boy! Oh, this uh, is... just just to let you know that this is not for the kids and for other sensible ears. So you uh, may want to. And there is a trigger warning here on this. There one. is a trigger warning, and you may want to jump a couple of minutes. Yeah, exactly. So go ahead. But on a podcast, Tip basically said he likes to take his daughter to the gynecologist every year to make sure that she's a, still a virgin. And stays there and looks. Yeah. And, uh... Let's just say the media backlash has not been good. No, it has not. And I want to talk about the media backlash. Let's talk about her, his daughter's backlash. According to HotNewHipHop.com, Deja Harris... Like several tweets trashing her dad for what they're calling the hymen comment. Yeah, there's, you know, and, and sometimes uh, people on Radio Shock Jocks like to make fun of certain things and they'll do a zinger on this. I do not think it is zinger appropriate and I don't think anybody else does, so we'll just leave it alone. No. Yeah. Good idea. Good idea. Uh, but instead, I got some haterade for ya! And, uh, oh look! Hey, hey, look, everybody! Hey, hey, adjust, hey, Augustus, can I tell you something? You are looking incredibly jacked right now. What's your secret? Fit gray! Grades! Yeah, grades, yes. Mm, yummy grades. <laughs> Impossible burger, yes. <laughs> so yeah, um, those who were expecting to see Battle of the Fittest Couples on Tuesday got a surprise from the Paramount Network when they said that they were going to take it off the schedule and drop the whole season on ParamountNetwork.com. Of course, they didn't say it in those words, but that's basically what happened. Oh, uh, how, it's like how can I put this? How can I put this genteel like? It sucked. Yeah. Bob Elberitz. Yeah, it was one of the worst shows of the year. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, we got access to the... 
top 250 shows on cable for any given night. Didn't even, didn't even, make, didn't even break the top 250. Whew. Wow. So... That's not very good. No. No, it is not. Uh, do uh, well. Where are we going to send all those fittest couples, uh, Chico? I'd like to send them off a cliff, but that's just me. Uh, no, we're gonna. No, we're gonna send them. Let's send them to Canada. Okay. Hey, why are we going to Canada? Because we've got new details on Family Feud Canada coming to CBC in December. Uh, Jerry D is hosting, and Zone Three, who is responsible for the Match Game reboot up there a few years ago, they're going to produce it with uh, Isabel Roy and Jeffrey Wright as executive producers. That Match Game. I mean, I saw a few shows from the Canada version. That wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It's really good. And if they do the same thing with Family Feud that they did for Match Game, I think the CBC's got a hit on their hands. Uh, they've ordered uh, 60 episodes, 60 half-hour episodes. It'll be the first English-language version of the show to be produced and air in the country. Oh, um... Do we put a a Big Brother couple breaking up in Haterade, or do we put them in the hose? Let's put them in the oh, hose. Oh, let's put them in Haterade because love brains. Yes, love brains. Do you remember that wonderful relationship between Jack and Sis on Big Brother? Uh-huh. Done. Dunsky. After about a month. Dunsky. I'm, I'm, guess, I'm guessing she took a few, a few moments to watch all of Big Brother... And realizing he was an out-and-out racist? Yeah, that, that kind of helped. And, and a D-bag? <laughs> that kind of thing? Maybe? Like, he's he's nowhere. Alleged. All Alleged. I know is he's nothing like Jason Momoa. No, not at all. So, uh, let's, so let's go for uh, more hoes, shall we? Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, let's start, of course... With, uh, I'm going to start, uh, Piers Morgan's reliving his stint on The Chase. Larry Martin is honored on Jeopardy. Chris Evans and Paul Rudd, Captain America and Ant-Man reunite with Billy on the street. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, Denise Rich, uh, basically the entire, it seems like the entire cast is visiting the bold, the entire cast of the Bold and the Beautiful is visiting the Price is Right. Well, there's all guest models all, all over the month. Well, for two reasons. One, sweeps, two, paternity, maternity leave, correct? Sweeps and babies, yes. Sweeps and babies. By the way, continued good vibes for uh, Amber's baby. Why? S- still not doing well? Well, she's doing better. Good, that, look... Better is better than worse, so yes. Better is better than worse, yes. Uh, Alec Baldwin suing the blank off of a guy who punched him in the face. Mm-hmm. Mike Fleiss is reconciling with his wife. John Legend and Chrissy Teigen have fun with polygraphs. And uh, and Simon Cowell spitting off the X-Factor to X-Factor the band. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and uh, since Kimberly is not here, we can do this now. Um, the penguin and the what was it? The fly, the fl butterfly. No, the, yeah. No, the Black Widow. That's right. Well, let's see who you really are. Penguin is Sherry Shepard, and the Black Widow is Raven Simone. And I believe, I believe, uh, Kim was two for two on that one. Yeah. So yeah, good. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, oh, and of course, and unfortunately, we lost both Walter Mercado and Rudy Bosch this week. Rudy Bosch is actually my hoe of the week this week. because um, okay. I, I have another hoe. Because I have a, another hoe of the week. Uh, I, I mean, you know, and I've got I've got three hoes. So you guys go first. Well, uh, again, for me. Since it is Veterans Week here on Friday, um, you know, of course, you know, he was, you know, a controversial member of Survivor back 20 years ago. Uh, some of the stuff he said would probably be more controversial than it was back 20 years ago now because of the people who are around in social media, etc. Uh -huh. But he and Richard Hatch made it work. I'll just say it th at that. And he was one of the oldest people on their committee, okay? Yeah, and came, in, came in for his third place. Yep. And honored honored his word to Richard Hatch. Uh, and, but my hero of the week is Kelly Clarkson, who announced that she's going to be doing a Vegas residency in 2020. Ah, yes. Yes, she and, is. And who's yours, Gordon? I have three hoes. Okay. Shangela, Bob the Drag Queen, and Eureka. What are they doing? Because while RuPaul's Drag Race has gotten themselves renewed in the UK, and while we all know about the series being renewed in the US, what you may not have realized is that the three of them just signed a contract with HBO and they have their own show coming out. Nice. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that, I'll, I'll get the name of it. Yeah. It's called We're Here, and it's about the three of them trying to set up a drag night over in the Midwest. Yes. Um, it's spring 2020 on HBO and probably also HBO Max, I'm guessing. Well, it yeah. has to be on HBO Max if it's on HBO. Not necessarily, not necessarily well. but yes. Okay, uh, but uh, yeah, the, uh, and and those, what are those, Gordon? And those are your hoes. And that's Braid Vision. Jason, if you would, please. I, uh, I'm uh, shutting down. What do we got next? Next, we are slightly being a little sardonic in a round of, no, sorry. And that's coming up right after this. Brave Vision is brought to you by 
Couples Gym. It's the gym for couples, the fittest couples, who will do anything to survive having to do their daily workouts. You know, get all jacked and ripped. We have everything except an audience, which is why we just closed our only location. I'm sorry. It's the fittest gym that you'll never see a video on. Oh, uh, oh wait, uh, our good friend Doug Morris, who you can follow on all social media at Doug Morris Games, just left us uh, an envelope here. I'm going to do my little Karnak impersonation. Okay. Mountain Dew, Olivia Benson, and Battle of the Fittest Couples. Mountain Dew, Olivia Benson, and the Battle of the Fittest, fittest Couples. Yes. Name a pop, a cop, and a flop. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here to all everyone week. Everyone that's still watching, that's still listening, we're sorry. So, we are so so sorry. Oh yes, and that actually Has- hashtag so sorry because because that actually leads us into our game, Chico. What do we got? It's called uh, No, sorry. We're basically we're going to say something or that we either heard, noticed or heard and noticed. And the other two are going to try and politely because this is Alex Trebek we're talking about, politely tell us why we are wrong and perhaps suggest reasons of how we can better ourselves. Because we're all about self-betterment here. For example. Okay, for example. Every, and well, almost every game app that has come out in the last year or so, and has dropped off the face of the earth in the last month or so, are basically saying, hey, we're going to come back with enhanced entertainment opportunities for you and your friends. Oh, oh no, sorry. sorry. You you actually developed these to jump on the HQ bandwagon and now you have now you're looking for an exit strategy. Ooh, sorry. You had no business model and none of you are making money, so we're trying to find a different route and you can't pay contestants. Oh, well, I think this is a fantastic idea. We need to bring in, oh, wait, our own media hosts that, wait, aren't drawing an audience. Oops. Oops. Sorry. Oops. Sorry. Okay, what's, what's our next one? Yeah, that was a really great idea to put a Republican on Dancing with the Stars. That's going to get us ratings, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Ooh, 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 ooh. No, sorry. Um, not only are you not getting ratings, but you have people who are not, you know, watching, but are voting. This is, this is a, uh, this is what we call getting hoist by your own petard. You were looking for controversy and you found it, but now you're losing all credibility. Ooh, sorry. You are you are emphasizing the fact that this is now just a popularity contest and not a dancing show. Mm, sorry. 
Well, you know, like Major League Baseball, we're going to get robot referees to come in and robot judges, just like the umpires. Mm. Because that may have just as much of an effect as the actual judging scores this season, which is none. Uh-huh. Sorry. Sorry. Hmm. I I I don't have a, I I don't have one. I apologize. I I I I'm tr- I'm trying to. My sardonic is not coming in. I I apologize. Um. Uh, oh, my my sardonic is loud and clear. If if you want more of that, but I'm sure Tico's got one. Oh, I got one. The tournament of champions is to celebrate everything related to Jeopardy over the last year. Some of the best games. To some of the best games and some of the best players of the past year, so naturally we're making it all about James Holzhauer. Ooh, sorry. Tis better to win by your own strategy instead of losing by someone else's. True. Oh well, actually, I'm going to agree with that statement. I, I think the whole purpose of this tournament is to. Be happy with the James Holzhauer edition. The only issue that most people are going to have with this is that people maybe should be playing their own game instead of James's, because if you're playing his game, that's not going to work out too well for you. No. No, No, it's not. Sorry. But again, props props to the Jeopardy writing crew for proving why they are indeed the best in the business. Correct. Ah uh, man, uh, Gordon, I, I think I think you're yeah, next. Yeah, Gordon. Gordon's next. I'm I'm sorry, I got nothing. I I apologize. Here's what I got next. You know, with the Writers Guild not having an agreement yet, but because the Directors Guild just got theirs done this past week, it's going to be business as usual, and everything's going to be okay for next season. And the Writers Guild is going to get their act together. Oh no! Sorry, we still have a we still have a bit of a contention, and because of the latest election in the um, in the uh, Writers Guild, we still have something to deal with. We saw the bit of drama because they sent a they sent a message in the last election, and the message was received and understood. Strike. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We excuse me. Next year is going to be real interesting, and I see a writer strike in May. That's what I see. I've got one. Ooh, wait, wait, wait. Ooh, sorry. You hear all the rumors about Big Brother over the top online coming back? There's a reason why you're hearing those rumors. Is that real? And you is will that for real. Is that for real? That is absolutely for real. Oh, crud. Okay. Oh, boy. It's coming back, and it's going to be a template to see what else CBS could put online for your entertainment. Because that may be the only source of your entertainment. And all those game shows renewed over the summer, there's a reason for that, too. Yes, there is. Next one. Yeah, by the way, I got some casting notices in my mail, too, by the way. For certain shows, which we, uh, which hasn't been officially announced yet, just saying. But in, we can't. But miss... the second that they're official, that we can report about it, we'll be reporting about it. Absolutely. Um, 
This tea is delicious. Yeah, this tea is incredibly delicious. Um, you know, I, I, I really think that Charisma actually might make it to, you know, way past the merge and make it to the final three. She's just, she may have actually saved herself. Oh no, sorry. She is still on the outs because she still can't perform. I think she's run out of mis- miracles and run out of mistakes to make, so what's a girl to do? Gordon? Uh, I'm actually going to semi-agree with not really I'm not. No, except the one thing that I will say is that as long as she can find someone else that she can scapegoat, she still could be in for a while, but final three, uh, no. Even though the only way that she gets to the final three would be if someone sees that they have a million-dollar win if they take Krishna with her to be against in the finals. I, uh, yes, and I, 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 I don't see... Ooh, sorry, I just... I don't see her lasting long. There are too many people who realize she is damaged goods. Uh, last one, Gordon, I think? Or uh, yep. actually... Yeah, go, go ahead, Gordon. Uh, Chico, do you want it, or do you want me to take it? Uh, go ahead and take it. Okay. I will. The Bachelor is going to live on forever and ever and ever, because that is Chico's favorite show. Oh, sorry. We haven't done anything in The Bachelor yet this episode, so we have to. Oh, sorry. Um, you know what? I actually have no fight in this because that is that is the truth. Because what are, what is that? What is ABC going to put on in the winter and the summer? Oh, excuse me. Ooh, sorry. Not all. Excuse me. The reason why that is is the reason that has happened is that is one of the reasons why Mr. Fleiss and his wife reconciled. You say. Somebody got paid money. You bet your sweet beep on that one. Okay. <laughs> me no me no funny i'm sorry weenie in the butt sorry <laughs> sorry but yeah someone got paid therefore yeah that's what's gonna happen <laughs> uh gordon oh sorry the even though the bachelor is gonna stay for a very 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 long time there will be something that will replace it eventually Maybe, possibly, but no. hope, but hopefully, possibly. but hopefully, uh, ho- hopefully, nothing will replace us anytime soon. Um, and uh, we will have one final speed round, and hopefully, maybe a little tea time. I don't know. Uh, I got right. it. Yo, you do. Okay, I do. Of All right, I do. from eight three studios dot com. This episode has been brought to you by Kentucky Fried Tar Heels. Uh-huh. Because we yes, the special flavor is Mountaineer.
But that's not all. We're going to be mounting a whole bunch of things. You got a black cat? We're going to mount it. Got yourself a drug dealer on this? Make a deal? We're going to mount him. <laughs> you got your own drug emporium? We're going to mount that too. Hi, Drake. We're going to mount everything possible. I'm sorry? I said hi, Drake. Yes, we're going to mount Drake also. We're going to mount every single human being in action that we have. Because, hey, who doesn't want a mountaineer or a tongue or two lips? That is Kentucky Fried Tar Heels fans. Is that right? Yes, yes. And by, and by the way, how many people? Drake, Post Malone, Snoop. Good grief, man. That guy from Let's Make a Deal. Yeah. You know, that the guy. The, the, the one who's in medical sales. Yes. Oh, yes. And it's legal. Yes, it's so, totally not that we're saying to do it because at least one of us doesn't do it. That would be me. No, I don't do it either. So, Thank you very much. No, but but uh, I do. Can I do? Because Kim left all of this tea, and somebody's got to drink it. Oh, so what did we learn this week? <laughs> What did we learn this week? One, using your brain is just the sexiest thing that one can do. You either use it or you lose it. Just ask the people at the at the uh, battle of the sex, the fit, the fittest couples. Uh, the second thing we learned is yes, you can have one star in a tournament. But don't forget all the others, because other than that, it's just one star playing with himself. Uh, phrasing. Yeah, phrasing. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and three, some people just want to sit back and watch the world burn. Oh, and by the way, that that is not uh, playing with yourself. It's called self-partnering. Ask Emma Watson. <laughs> you know, we, we, don't, we do not do marijuana, but we do do speed. And we do that because we have a speed round coming up now. Survivor. Is Krishna done? Is Nord done? Is somebody else done? Um, well, uh, I believe if we are getting a merge, it's going to be either Nora or Karishna. I really believe that. I think that their time is done. I think. Oh, and by do not be surprised if either Kelly or Jamal get targeted because they don't have idols anymore. Ooh. Uh, so, my attitude is that once you're in a merge, you target strength, not weakness. I don't think. Krishna or Nur are in trouble at all, but I do agree with you that Jamal could be in deep doo-doo because he, again, he doesn't have Idol anymore, and he doesn't have his pal Jack to help him. No, he does not. Um, Jeopardy! On Thursday, uh, on Wednesday night, will we be predicting James Holzhauer in the finals? Who are the other two that are going to be uh, uh, my, uh, do not do not be surprised if Gilbert Collins is one of them, and also do not be surprised if 
Eric Bax is one of them because he likes the slow play. Okay. Do not be. You know, I'm I'm gonna do my America's Got Talent Cody Lee impersonation here. It just does not matter. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I will also say, do not be surprised if they throw Emma Becker in there anyway, just because. Let's see how good she really is. If they get, they want the rematch. They want the rematch. Will they get it? I don't know. Um, let's see. Dancing with the Stars. Who's next? Um, I'm going. To... Doesn't really matter at this point, also. No, it does not. No, it does. No, it does not. We got the, the only way. The only way it matters is is if Sean Spicer happens to find himself in the bottom two, and obviously, if he does, he's gone. Do I think he's going to be there? No. Okay. Um, we got one wedge away from the million this last week. Are we finally going to get it? Um. You know, it's all yeah. You know, the stars have to align just right. This is about as close as I think it's going to get this season. Uh, yeah. I, uh, think... I think we can still get it. I'm not. I'm not going to give up on that. On that yet. It's still early. Good grief. I mean, I mean, right now we we're in. Uh, we're oh, we're oh, we're not even one third of the season done. Good grief. We got plenty of time. We got plenty of time. Um. So uh, let's now the question is: Do we have time for emails? Yes. Do we? Do we? Uh, uh, we don't have time for emails, but we have time for a for a couple of Twitter shoutouts here. Uh, this one comes from our good friend Phil at PG Claire. He says, "What do you make of all the soap opera crossovers at Television City?" I have no problem with this. None, because Daniel. Because the people like Daniel Goddard, like Melissa Ordway, have been there before. Um, Cara Mos- Carla Mosley? Yeah. Been th- all of them have been there before. I have no issue with this. This is also, it saves money on, um, you know, on getting someone outside help. I mean, Denise Richards is a pretty big get because she's sort of like B-list. You know, she was... Well, she's she's B and B-list. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. I, I got you. I got you. And of course, um, I don't have issues. I don't have issues for a different reason. It's only November first. You've got to. Well, the beginning of November, you've got to think you're going to save some of the A-listers near the Thanksgiving mark when all the kids are home. True. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like, other- uh, well, let's see who else is connected to Fremantle. That oh, maybe hosting a Fremantle primetime show that happens to be a. Uh, Sexy female model. Well, she is sexy, and she is female. I don't think Elizabeth Banks has ever modeled. Oh, I was not referring to Elizabeth Banks. Try again. I will say she's had experience on The Price is Right because she's also modeled on the game It's in the Bag. Tyra. Hey, there you go. Yeah, she's not working for Fremantle no more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're maybe saving their models for the end, including a, per, a sexy female model who's had experience on The prices Right before uh, when she was part of It's In The Bag. And who would that be? One, Tyra Banks. That'd be good. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that, too. Um... So I'm just trying to think. Uh, any? Uh, let's see. We have. I don't think we have any re- reviews next week. But um, uh, if, no. But it, 
but you have another wanna, Twitter shout out, right? No, no, I don't actually. I think that's gonna be it. But if you wanna, you wanna get in on this Twitter shout out, you can hit us up at Game Show News that on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course, uh, I am at Dino R Alexander. I am at Beat the Block. I am GSNN Haterade. And of course, the network is at 83 Studios. That is the number 8, T H R E E Studios, where you can find out about everything we're recording underneath this incredible banner of 83 Studios. For example, we did our mid season awards edition of the BS Big Show last night. Uh, spoiler alert Christian McCaffrey, we think, wins MVP. Well, or Russell Wilson, depending on who, who's there. Um, you know, we've got Pixel Nation, of course. We recorded a new episode last week. Gordon, what's happening in the UVA besides the usual craziness? Oh, God. It's well, so what crazy. else is there besides the usual craziness? Uh, we do have a lot of title matches coming up in the next next couple of weeks, and we're going to be getting some interviews with some of the people involved. That is cool. Uh, of course, we have the NAWC Survivor Series has just gotten real interesting, to say the least. It is now tri-branded, and um, NXT has come up big over the last two I, week. I would say. NXT has had a very good week this week. Um, we uh, will talk about that. We'll talk about AEW Full Gear. We're talking about WWE Backstage and the fact that a new person has signed a five-year contract, and that would be one Randall Keith Orton. Randy Orton has re-upped with the WWE for five years. We will talk about that. Uh, the post-World Series, I think we are waiting, Chico, I think, till all the awards are done. I think, uh-huh. I, I hope. Um, I have uh, not gotten to pushy about the Cy Young, so it would not shock me if that was the case. Yeah, because I believe most of the big awards come out over the next week or so, including mm-hmm. Cy Young, MVP. They announced the finalists. Uh, we also got the Gold Glove Rivers. We'll talk all about that on the next episode of Touch Em All. And, of course, Red State, Blue State, um, all the show, and, of course, all the shows here on 83studios.com. Um, just also a little update on the game show Throwdown we did this past summer. Um, some totals and donations have come in. Um, right now, we are at $5,751, also due to the big Extra Life Day last week. Correct? I believe that is right? Correct. So, and of course, you can go to homegameentertainment.com and click the Donate Now button. And it's still open for the next seven weeks. Really? Yep, wow. 2020 is not that far off. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, I believe that is it, correct? Yeah, that is it. But next week we're going to be talking about the merge on Survivor. We're going to be playing who wins the Jeopardy Tournament of Champions. Although, to quote Gordon Pepper, does it really matter? We'll talk prices right. We'll talk about all the stuff here. Uh, on uh, on all the game show stuff. And if I may, just a little, may I take a moment, uh, just for okay. a second? Because um, we will not be here uh, when Veterans Day happens this coming Monday. Um, I say this every year, and I, and I hope I am speaking for the both of you that uh, I know you come from a military family, Chico. I know, Gordon, you have relatives 
who have served in one capacity or another. Of course, you know my dad yes, is uh, the, the, uh, that uh, the um, that my dad is, of course, is a retired staff sergeant from the uh, United States Air Force. That the veterans who are a lot braver than we are uh, put the uniform on and signed up to defend our country, and a lot and some of them have put up the put out the ultimate sacrifice. If you know veterans in your family and that are still around, thank them on Monday. Take them out to lunch. Do what you got to do. And just realize that those veterans have done what they do so that what do what we do every week here on 8-3 Studios for all the programs that we do. Indeed we do. And we, thank, and we thank you very much from the bottom of our hearts for your service to this country. Now, uh, I think that's going to do it for all of us here. For uh, Gordon Pepper, for Kimberly Dada, for Jason Block. My name is Chico Alexander. Our time's up. And we thank you for yours. Game over. And spread the love. lovingly dedicated to the memory of Jim Williams.